on the very first episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we introduce the show premise. Can you guess what it is? We ask, how hard is it to buy a submarine these days? And we talk time-travelling authors. Let's get into it, shall we? 10987654321111 G'day, g'day. Welcome to every Aussie number one song ever. The podcast that is delving back through history to discuss what songs climbed to the very pointy end of the Australian charts. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Teddy Baxter, and I'll be your guide for all concerned. I'll be joined along the way by friends and foes. Probably not foes, actually. But friends and others to wax lyrical about the tunes and artists that made their way to the top. Each episode will include a focus on a number one song and the artist, a chart snapshot of the time, and a listen-through of the song, which, with a tight budget, One play of the song is all that can be afforded. Born from a love of music and Saturday morning rage watching, as in watching the charts on rage, not angrily watching tally. Although there was that one time... Nah, anyway, let's just jump in and see how things play out, hey? Alright, with me for this episode, we've got Doc, an aspiring husband, and Jimmy Keefe. Aspiring EPL manager. Hi, agents. Hey, Tom. Good. Yes. Good, mate. Good. Thanks for joining me. Full disclosure, we're mates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not after that one. Give it time. Uh, Give it time. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing uh, the number ones. Quick note on uh, the charts we're going to use first nationally published charts first national number one from a newspaper called go set you know the go set band keith yeah when you flicked it up earlier i uh saw that that's crazy that's probably where they got their name from is yeah. like a local melbourne melbourne band i think they're swinging around still to be honest there you go i have to yeah. ask them the boys one of murdoch's first wasn't it <laughs> get them on the line yeah we'll get them later it was, um, from the looks of it, it was a bit like a TV hits or something. Teens and 20s newspaper. <laughs> a wee fit into neither of them categories, so that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Molly Meldrum started his career there. That's oh, yeah, did he? Tidbit. Yeah. Wow. Interesting fact about Molly. Did you know Molly was born in Quambatook? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Molly Meldrum. Him and, wow. him and Johnny Williamson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Twins. I will Google that. I'll come back to me in case that's false. <laughs> yeah. I need to uh, fact so much. that. Yeah, it was a guy who did the charts. He was at uni and just did it as a hobby, and he'd just drop it into their mailbox every week, and they ended up yeah. publish, publishing them. So the first number one was October 5th, 1966. It was a double A-side single by the Beatles. Probably could have guessed in that era, but it was uh, Yellow Submarine and Eleanor Rigby. So, yeah, doesn't get much bigger than the Beatles. Might as well start 
with a bang. Yeah, bloody oath. Just a bit of context then. So 1966, they were um, still pretty much at the height of their popularity. This single came out on the same day as the album it was from, Revolver. So, yeah, interesting <laughs> tactic there. <laughs> you giggling? Made a revolver before. I was, I, I, I've been to a revolver for a quiz night. That's how good a good a life I'm going. They don't <laughs> do a quiz night. <laughs> they do a quiz night on a Tuesday, and it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Local establishment, Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> yep. Not it's all about Tuesdays. having that diverse, diversified crowd. <laughs> Tuesday's quiet night usually. Yeah, it would be one of their quieter ones. That's <laughs> kids' kids' birthdays Saturday mornings. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... So yeah. One of their most critically acclaimed albums, apparently. But uh, we might start with Yellow Submarine. Pretty straightforward song. Yep, it is. And I definitely remember the video clip. It's quite good. But I guess the thing that it, the thing that it brings up with me about that song is, do you reckon it's about a real bloke? Um, that they just had a bloke living down the street that had a submarine? and <laughs> He was literally living in one. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, hey, fellas, because it gets a bit crazy if you think of it that way. They just run into this ring and they don't even know his name and then they just go away with him on the sea. It sounds a bit sus. <laughs> Maybe. It doesn't, it doesn't sound ideal. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. Yeah. There not be many yellow submarines out there either, probably. Well, that's it, yeah. I'll look up the trading post while you're talking. Hang on. <laughs> Tell them they're dreaming. <laughs> Paulie Mac was the main uh, main driving force behind the song, and he said he wrote it with Ringo in mind. Uh, well, Ringo sings it, and Ringo's good with kids apparently, uh, so he wrote it as a children's song that Ringo would sing. Yeah, oh, really. There's a bit more to it than that. I think Johnny uh, helped out a little bit on the <laughs> lyrics. I was um, when I was listening to it, I just couldn't help but. Um... Think maybe Cosmo Jarvis's Gay Pirates got a bit of inspiration <laughs> yeah, from it. My folks always used to play this when I was little. I definitely goes back to when I was a kid. Remember this song? Yeah, yeah, definitely the same. I remember hearing like as a kid and all that. It's just probably one of them songs too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You never remember the first time you heard it. You just know that you know it, sort of thing. And it's sort of got that chanty sort of bit at the end where you just repeat the lyrics that's being said, sort of thing. So. Yes, uh, pretty easy to follow along with. Am I the only one who here that doesn't like it? Oh, I don't mind it. It's... <laughs> nah, it's a good song. But that was a was a number one song. Yeah, well, it's a double A side single, right? So Australia treated right. that as the one. You know, normally it's an A and B side, so I guess it's the A that gets promoted there, but. I think other bands did too, but they chucked this out as a double A, which, well, they think they're both bangers, basically. I think that's what the batteries manufacturers do nowadays, too. Uh, just saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> 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 uh, you can edit that out, don't worry. <laughs> I guess it's the first, the Beatles were yeah, very popular, and that was their first taste of their 
next album or whatever. So people just lap it up. What do you what don't you like about it, Keith? Well, it is a kid's song. <laughs> it's, it's it's just a, it's a, just a good song, like not like anything outstanding. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good kid's song. Yeah, yeah. definitely gets stuck in your head. Yeah, I'll just read a couple of different things that I come across about it. Uh, there's originally going to be many different coloured submarines in the song. Paul just set it on yellow, though. Just using yellow. But it's all about um, OHS in the water. <laughs> Hidden meaning. Yeah. I think that was the start of the fluoro vest craze, wasn't it? They haven't elaborated. It's it's yeah. It's got quite. It's got a texture to it as well, so it's, you can tell it's there. <laughs> it's got braille or something. Uh, uh, <laughs> They were ahead of their time, Beatles, even in the OHS side of things. Yeah, yeah, it was all about the contrast and <laughs> colours. <laughs> <laughs> if you check out their hair, it's, they've got helmets on as well, pretty much. So, uh, that's, there you go, they've unlocked the new meaning. Did you notice uh, all the different sounds in there? What do you What do you got for us? Apparently. After the or in the second session, they uh raided the studio cupboards or something. There's yep. chains, uh, ship's bell, tap dancing mats, whistles, hooters, uh, waves, hooters, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a tin bath filled with water, <laughs> cash register. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that'd be what um, it sounds like, too, isn't it? It's just <laughs> noise going everywhere. Johnny, Johnny, uh, blew bubbles through a straw into water. Get the bubble bubbling noise. How <laughs> yeah, good's that? Like, like these days, recording, you go in and it's it's all plug it into a computer and make a digital file out of it and edit it away. Like, yeah, that creativity's lost. All you need is a straw and a <laughs> pot of water. You having a bath or you recording? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones. He played in Ocarina. Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear that. Bit, but, uh, you probably know that noise stuff. You're a Zelda man. Big Zelda man, but yeah, I can't say I heard that in the background, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, sing-along chorus at the end you mentioned, the road manager had a big bass drum strapped to him and led everyone around in a conga line singing it. While they were recording. Yeah, so just had a bit of fun, really. It turned out into a not bad song. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty awesome. And the other good news is while you've been going, I've actually just Googled about submarines to sale, and it turns out you can buy a yellow submarine. You can buy the 27 to 50, 50-person 50 one for 7.5 mil, or you can just get the recreational, recreational one with five people for 3.6. That's not a bad deal. What's Might set up a GoFundMe page. So, no, nah, this is on um, mysubmarines.com. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked too much details into it, but there is quite a lot of submarines just to sell. So anyway, yeah. yeah. How deep's the Yarri Ambiat Creek again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably need probably the 50 Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, yeah. Hey. I'll ask the uh, ask the listeners to chip in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what <laughs> dollar a person or something like that. <laughs> Give it a couple of Yep. Yeah. What 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 are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with the submarine you're buying? I wonder if that's a is that a rich person thing? Do they buy submarines as well or what? Yeah, I don't know. I think helicopters used to be, but like that's so like two thousand and eight. <laughs> Uber Uber subs. <laughs> yeah, Uber submarines or something like that. <laughs> your meal your meal is six and a half hours away. <laughs> <laughs> in in fairness, considering we're locked up during this whole coronavirus thing, six and a half hours would be worth the wait. Yeah. Not doing much else. Way to bring us down, Duff. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. You'd be able to get some fresh seafood, at least. Yeah, true, yeah. Anyway, we might uh, bookmark that one. That might come back. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, a couple of other things where it's been used in the wider world. It was used as protest chants, the, uh, the tune. We all live in a fascist regime. Oh, oh. great! The, the, apparently, there is a yellow submarine at uh, John Lennon Airport too. Did you come across that, Doc? Uh, I don't think I've been to Liverpool, so no. Nah. Mm. Uh, there's a yellow sub bar in Liverpool. Hey, a Beatles theme bar, and then Villarreal. You know the soccer team. Spanish soccer team. Yeah. They got a yellow kit. Their nicknames. Yep, yeah. El Submarino Amarillo. <laughs> or Yellow Submarine. Just roll yeah, on the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. What was it again? Amarillo Samarello, Bello? Pomarello uh, Submarino. No, I don't know. <laughs> El Submarino Amarillo. We can we can hear Google Translate in the in the background, mate. <laughs> the gig's up. <laughs> uh, yeah, any anything you want to add to the yellow submarine? No, just looking forward to having a ride, Dove. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering it's only a five person, you two you're in, and we'll just we I know we might just do a three three person to start just in case, and then we'll you know work out who gets a second go. That's fair. It's insurance insurance worth on these. <laughs> Leave it with me. <laughs> Just in case you get mugged at the lights. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, you'd want to be careful. <laughs> you reckon they have the, um, the tin rattlers at the lights for a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, mate, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Are you playing a song? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to give it a rating out of ten, please? Do you want to start with the good or the bad? I'll, I would give it. I reckon it's good, so I'd give it a seven or so. I reckon it's a ripper tune. Yep. All right. No, I'll, I'll go a six. It's yeah. I think it's, like, it's probably fair enough. Just back down a little. Yeah, I thought you were going to go harsher than that. No, I just think six isn't that good of a rating for a number one song. <laughs> Ooh. I'd be a seven two, I reckon. Yeah. Nostalgia plays a part in that, but 
is what Watch it is. Watch the hate mail fly in. <laughs> yeah, it is. They are quite fanatical, the old Beatles fans. Yep. All right, we'll uh, move along to Eleanor Rigby. Pretty similar song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine, like, back in the day, like a Beatles stoner or whatever picked up this single, puts on Yellow Submarine, he's having a great time, <laughs> flips it over. <laughs> Rings the moon. <laughs> oh, Rigby is just funny. Bang, bloody midlife crisis. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, well, it's a pretty uh, pretty dark old song. Yeah, what do you you like it? I like this one. Or, you know, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's not too bad. I um, It's just the whatever it is, the violin or whatever in the background that uh, makes it. But, um, yeah, it's okay. I would be more in the yellow submarine camp. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. No, I reckon it's a fantastic song. Um, I would prefer that over the Yellow Submarine easily, I reckon. Um, just more musically, a lot, lot, of, lot more talent went into it than the uh, yeah, Yellow Submarines. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But, but I'm a big strings man, though, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. There's tons of tons of cover versions of it too, which is uh, yeah. I think if a good song, if you can start playing it in as many different ways as you can think, and it's still a good song, it's a sign of some good writing. So yeah, big fan. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, mind a noodle on the old instrument, Keith. Do you uh, a noodle? <laughs> you ever played a you ever play a string instrument like a violin or? I've played, um, you know, violin's the one that bloody escapes me. I, I've tried it bloody two or three times, I reckon, the violin, and it is hard. It is much harder. You can usually get a bit of a note out of most things, but, yeah, right. yeah you know, violin's a hard one. I think I've probably got a bit of a cello and stuff in there as well. Yeah, that's correct. There was four violins, two violas, and two cellos. Yeah, nice. Um, and the score was composed by George Martin, the, uh, the producer. Ah, the bloke who... Mud Rig. <laughs> blo- no, it's the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? George R.R. Uh, uh, the pirate bloke. R.L. R.L. Stein. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so, 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 what do we think? He's gone from he's recording <laughs> the strings to writing goosebumps to making <laughs> bloody Game of Thrones. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive career. It's really. pretty good career. Mm. Any lyrics stick out to you? It's a pretty brutal, pretty brutal thing. Yeah, old Father McKenzie, he gets in there a bit. Mm. Yeah. Does anyone know if they got some stats on him? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I've got one thing. Oh. Uh, he, he, Paul wrote this too, Paul Mack, Paul McCartney. Uh, oh. and he um, originally <laughs> called him Father McCartney. Oh, oh really? Then he realised people would think, yeah, that's me dad. 
Yeah, Papa. Is it his dad? No, I don't. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. But there is a bit of conjecture around Eleanor Rigby name as well. Yeah. Paul's been a bit cagey over the years. He 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 claimed it's uh, he made it up from a I don't know an actress Ellen or someone and then a store called Rigby something. Then um, there's a gravestone discovered with Eleanor Rigby on it, where right near where John and Paul used to hang out. Oh. The plot thickened. Sneaky, sneaky. So you're saying he's killed someone? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, this is quite a large accusation. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could get a Netflix series out of this. It was uh, <laughs> unsolved murder. Unless he's lying about how old he is. She was uh, deceased before he was born. Would have been uh, a fair mm, Plot thickens. Mm, could be a time traveller or something, I suppose. We can work oh. it. We can work it. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I would watch this. <laughs> time travel expert, Keith. Limited series or documentary or what? You'd want a 10 part of documentary, I would have thought, to start, then roll into a couple of book deals and a couple of movies. Spin offs. Yep. Uh, spin offs. Spin off central. Uh, very good yeah it was a pretty big change up for the Beatles just going the uh, there's no instruments played by them Uh, Johnny and George on back and vocal Ringo's come up with a lyric but he didn't have much else to do otherwise did you say a lyric yeah, a line in the song he did. Yeah, he got one line in the song, and that's all he contributed. <laughs> uh, one job. No, nah, well, yeah, I think yeah, Paul and Johnny were the main writers. Yeah, he Ringo's line was Father McCartney darning his socks. Darning his socks in a night when there's nobody there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. kind of gets. And yeah, the theme and just the uh, loneliness and the, I guess of the lyrics was a bit of a shock to the Beatles fans, I think, at the time. Yeah. Not their, not their usual. Yeah. Well, I think they were starting even to just, uh, yeah, delve into a bit deeper stuff. Yeah. But even looking yeah. at the two, Yellow Submarine, you would say the pretty upbeat song. <laughs> then you go into the next one. Yeah, for sure. Are these after each other, are they, on the album? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think so, but I'll, I'll check that. Fact check. Yeah, fact check. I'm just, a, I'm just having a quick look through the um, links now, and it's, it is. It's like it's about um, someone who's passed away and no one's come to a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Rigby track two, submarine yellow submarine track six. Oh, mm. they've they've hit them straight with the dark stuff. Yeah, yeah get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first song's called Taxman too, so I suppose that's not the sort of song you want to just bring it home with you. 
so that'd be one of your five stuff. It is actually, yeah. He's a he's a good man. Is it, is it a rip off of of the Scat Man? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Well, he was a time traveler, Paul. Maybe he's yeah, well, <laughs> gone ahead. Heard Scatty come back. <laughs> <laughs> featuring Ringo or something yep uh, yeah it's a ripper song I think too um, I want to give it a rating unless you uh, got any other comments no I, I am just looking at the album list they didn't muck around with songs going for too long did they the old Beatles on that album definitely not uh, up at, I think, two songs for three minutes that's it up at, uh, I think their later albums start to delve into longer ones yeah. Yeah, right. Good on it. <clears throat> yeah. The standard rock and pop song back then, I think, was uh, pretty short. Yeah. Which is, I quite enjoy a short song too. Yep. Yeah, get over and done with. Good. <laughs> get in, get out. Short attention, short attention spans. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be obvious from this conversation either. Right, Doc, what do you reckon? Out of 10? Out of 10, I'd be, well, I'd say if I gave the other one seven, I'd say I'd give this one a six. You dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, but. No, no I, I'll, I'm going to give it an eight. Oh! Very good. Yeah. I'll be going a nine. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, if it gets you in the mood, it's a it's a hard hitter. Yeah, it can put you. If a song can capture you and put you in a zone, it can like control you into a zone. That that is uh, amazing. And I suppose, Doc, you get that from the Yellow Submarine. If you can, you know, jump around and clap in your hands in front of the mirror with. <laughs> yeah, that's me. This one's a bit too intense for me. What's those? Ki- What's those counting machines where you, you drift the, the bead across the put it down? Abacus. Abacus. You'd have, you'd have a few kids, a few abacuses at home, wouldn't you, mate? I'd prefer not to say that. People might know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Come and see me. Uh, the abacus man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. We might uh, take a look at the charts. <laughs> Chart, 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 watch. See uh, if anything jumps out at you there, fellas. Donovan, number two, he's actually one of the Beatles' mates, I read, too. Is Paul, he? One of Paul's na- neighbours or something. There you go. He sang Yellow Mellow, you know that song. They call yeah. him Yellow, Yellow. Yeah. Caramello Koala. <laughs> yeah. Trogs is a great band name. Yeah, the drugs is good. Ray Conniff and the Stringers. <laughs> yeah, there's some character in the monks there. What do you know? What do you uh, recognise? What do you know? Yeah, I don't don't know many of them ones. Um, oh, the Trogs sang Wild Thing. That's I knew they had a big song. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. And love is all around. Yeah, there you you'd go. Know, you'd know Roy Orbison. Yeah, yep. Ronnie Burns, he played a few games with the Cats later on. 
true, true loving. Ronnie Burns. Ronnie Burns. True, true loving. Yeah, that would be him. <laughs> the Easy Beats. There yeah, the Easy Beats. What that song is. Matt, um, Ru- Matt Munro. <laughs> yeah, Matty Munro. <laughs> the, the big fella. <laughs> so what year did you say this was? 1966. 1966, yep, October yeah. the 5th. There you go. Uh, Rolling Stones have got one in there. The Monkees. Beach Boys are in there. There's a tons of, there's a tons yeah, of artists Yeah, that's a big song. There. God only knows. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice? Yep, yeah. So that's another one, is it, that's got the old double A's out? Looks like it, Yeah. Oh, Napoleon. Napoleon, Napoleon the 14th, is it, down there? Just snuck yeah. in. Yeah, Napoleon the 14th. Sounds like an interesting song. Yeah, that's right. They're coming to take me away. Bit of hanky-panky in there too by Tommy James and the, what is it, Shondells? Yeah. Pete, Peter and Gordon, they bloody very inventive, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we've, we've got to think of a band name. What do you reckon we should call ourselves? Oh, so we'll... How about Gordon and Peter? Nah, that shit. <laughs> What's your name again? Peter. <laughs> yeah, Gordon. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I have got the stat too back there about old Molly Meldrum. Oh. He uh, did move. He did move during his childhood and grew up largely with one of his grandparents in Quamberthwaite, where he attended a local primary school alongside future country music music artist John Williamson. Yeah, that's Boy. a boy, but he did go to yeah, school there, and um, then he bloody what was it? He he ended up moving in with Ronnie Burns. He was good mate hey, with Ronnie Burns. Burns. The he Ronnie Burns not. for the Cats. Yep, true, true, true loving Ronnie Burns. Yep, Ronnie Burns. And then later, he and Burns were ejected from the Beatles Melbourne concert for being too enthusiastic. Yep, that's what that reads. Play the damn song. All right, now it's time to have a listen to these cracking songs. And we're lucky that uh, Keith, your uh, your old man, had the original single on vinyl. Oh, yeah, yeah, got it off him the other day. He doesn't know either, so we'll uh, keep this on the down low. But I'll help me throw it on. Yeah, yes, please. All right, hang on a sec. What's that? Is that, is that fire? <laughs> hey, it's fire. You all right? <laughs> Boys, this is uh, no, I've got to go. I've got to go. All right. We might have to leave it there. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining me, fellas. Oh, you're still here. Wow. Well done, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram, or chuck us an email at everyoznno1 at gmail.com. That's every A-U-S-N-O and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers.